0: to be with you today brought to you by brewers outlet reagan street in sunbury the beverage supermarket imports domestics micro brews the selection of beer anywhere stock up for the weekend now it's nice and warm you want cold beverages wine coolers water soft drink snacks They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. And the pickle bar, led by the esteemed Barrels and Dills, indeed second to none, all at Brewer's Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf online at SunburyMotors.com. So many fans are rooting for the Temple of Doom,
1: the Matt rant of the day. <laughs> well, Steve, the SEC has gone with the eight games, so Nick Saban gets his way. ...of being a coward. I don't care what he says. And they've also agreed to the... ...dumb idea that we've talked about before... ...of having no divisions... ...which is something that the Big Ten... ...is likely to go to maybe in the future. And you know me... ...I think not having any divisions... ...is just a disaster waiting to happen. I think it's dumb... I think for a good competitive advantage, you need to have two divisions, an East and a West, North, South, whatever it is. Then you have the two best teams from those divisions playing the championship game. Because now it's just going to be a total free for all. I-, I just I don't like where this is going with having no divisions in college football, especially when you're like the SEC and maybe soon to be the Big Ten, where you're going to have 16, maybe more teams. And maybe even the Big 12 to some degree after their discussions today, it's just too many teams for battling for two spots. You have to have divisions to create some some sort of uh, some uh, of a better competitive advantage. I mean, other than that, it's just a flat-out war. I mean, I guess it makes it compelling, but I I don't know. I just I just don't like this this no division thing. It it just really really bothers me.
0: Okay, so let's start with the no division part of it. I had a conversation with um, my colleagues at Wisconsin. And we were talking, you know, they said, hey, we hear they may go with no divisions, the whole thing. I said, yeah, we'll we'll see. I said, I'm pretty sure they'll go with no divisions. You know, I think all of us felt that way. Okay, that's fine. Um, I said, let me ask you guys something. Is finishing fifth good? They both looked at me and went, you know, I was talking to uh, Matt Lepay and, Matt and uh, Mike Lucas of the Wisconsin Network. You know, this is when some of the stuff was coming out. It turned out Penn State was playing a road basketball game in Wisconsin. We were just talking before the game, a little chit-chat. And they both looked at me and they were like, wow, that's a great question, especially when you're discussing this with two guys that have done their fair share Big Ten football championship games because they were the Western Division champion. And I said, let me ask, I said, is fifth or sixth good? Now, in college basketball, in the Big Ten, we'll take the Big Ten as an example, there are no divisions. It is one through 14. But here's the big difference. If you finish Sixth or seventh in the Big Ten in basketball, you're probably pretty happy. Why? You're getting to the NCAA tournament. And that's the difference right there. If you finish sixth or seventh in the football conference, yeah, you'll get a bowl game, but you're not going to the national championship tournament. In basketball, because it's a 68-team tournament with 30, was it 37 at-large teams? 36 at-large teams. The Big Ten is a multi-big conference that is going to get anywhere from six to eight teams in. And with the addition of USC and UCLA, uh, guess what? I mean, they could get anywhere from eight to ten teams in to the NCAA tournament one of the reasons why I think the Big Ten's going to hold the 20 conference games. But in football that's not the case. Yes, there'll be an expansion of the college football playoff to a dozen at least initially but for the most part you're probably going to top out for the most part at three teams making that from your conference. Maybe you'll have a great year and get four. If you go to 16, four is a possibility. It's a possibility, not a guarantee. So that's the difference between basketball 1 through 14 and potentially one through 16, and football one through 14, and, and then eventually one to 16. Because with the basketball tournament, you can finish sixth or seventh, and you feel pretty good about your chances in the Big 10 of making the big dance. You finished sixth or seventh in football. Is that a successful season? We'll take it a step further. Say you're. Let's pick Minnesota. Minnesota finishes third in the West. Fans are like, "Hey, you know, I'll tell you, third's not so bad. If we do a couple of things, we might be able to get to first next year." But that same Minnesota team might finish 7th in the Big Ten. And you're looking around saying, well, I don't know, we could do a whole bunch of things. What are we going to do, finish 4th? 5th? And that's going to be the issue as to how fans react to the 1-16. to Because part of this 1-16 to deal is, and this goes back to leaders and legends what was the anomaly of leaders and legends when the Big Ten started divisions? It put Ohio State and Michigan in opposite divisions and created a crossover game so they could play each other every year. Penn State's crossover game was Nebraska. But the idea, I'm sure somebody sat in a back room, said hey, this is great, we could get uh Wisconsin and uh excuse me we could get Michigan and Ohio State to play in the Big Ten championship game, that'll be great. You know how many times that happened? None. But I'm sure that's part of the quote thought process. The thought process of all of this. Now, Alabama would have finished fourth this year. Would have been Georgia. I think LSU would have been second, Tennessee third, and Alabama fourth, even though Tennessee, Alabama, and LSU tied. LSU beat Alabama, as did Tennessee. So in tiebreakers, Alabama would have finished fourth. And... Again, I asked I asked the question for teams that are not really competing for the title, except a name only in the first month, and reality sets in, is finishing seventh or eighth good? Or does finishing seventh or eighth get the coach fired? These are questions we don't have answers to yet. We don't have answers to these questions yet. And the reason we don't have any answers to these questions is we're we're all in the process of now trying to find out what those answers happen to be. And that's going to be that's going to be the interesting part. Is finishing sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth? Is that good? Is finishing sixth good? Last time I checked there are no parades for finishing sixth. That's just my thought on it. And I'm not talking about cowards and things like that. I mean, come on. You're not a coward because you voted for an eight-game schedule. I mean, okay? Coward's the one that leaves the the his buddies in a foxhole when they're under fire. That's a coward. Somebody who votes for an eight-game schedule is not a coward.
1: Yeah, but you're right. There's there's all these unanswered questions where if you just leave it in divisions, you don't have all this uncertainty and you don't put teams in a bind like this in an all-out war when you're in a 1 to 16 in football. Basketball's I mean, a different story as you mentioned, but football, I just I just think you're asking for trouble. And this is you're you're probably at the way things are right now in college football, you're still going to end up with the same teams. Could, I mean, could I mean
0: LSU would have played Georgia in the SEC championship game based on tiebreakers. So you would have ended up with the same scenario. In the Big Ten, it would have been um, Ohio State and Michigan. Because Purdue had an okay year, I mean Purdue would have finished behind I mean Penn State would have finished third in the standings. And with the college football playoff, Penn State would have made it. So, I don't know. Everybody's going this direction. There's been a lot of pressure to go in this direction. Uh, So far, the Big 12, which has 10 teams in it, going to the championship game, they've had first place, second. They've gone one through ten a little different for them in that everybody at least at this hour plays each other now that's going to change with the additions of Central Florida Houston, Cincinnati and BYU I mean they're still going to play a nine game conference schedule but at some point when Texas gets in there with Oklahoma, remember Texas and Oklahoma did not have a vote they did not vote on this because they are currently not active members of the conference, so because they're not active net members, they can't vote. Texas wanted nine. So when they revisit this with Texas and Oklahoma in the mix, does that then change what they do? We'll find out. Take a break. Come back with more in a moment. You can tell Matt's already made 12 trips to Brewers Outlet just today here on News Radio 1070 WKO. Okay. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing and can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market, Uh, that's, I'm sure that's just one rant down and eight more to go. No? Uh,
1: today, yeah. this was about it. This is another, like, kind of light day. Yeah, oh, okay. As far as stuff goes. But, you know, you never know. Something else could pop up, and then I can explode about it, so. Now, the
0: Big 12 had their meetings, and what came up in the Big 12 meetings today was the desire to expand. And I thought it was the way it was phrased that was really important. Uh, and the way it was phrased uh, dealt with uh, how valuable basketball is. Hmm. That indicates that, to me, that if they're talking about how valuable basketball happens to be, does that mean that they are now taking a long, hard look at offering Gonzaga. Remember, Gonzaga does not have football. They have not had football, I think, since 1982. Something like that, uh, somewhere in that in that area. Brett Yormark is somebody who's very aggressive. Uh, he is already shown how aggressive he is Um, it was Bob Bowlesby by the way to his credit that got Central Florida BYU, Houston and Cincinnati to go Um, and he said today quote we had and Brett McMurphy quoted him on uh, Twitter we had a great discussion about expansion and have a plan we have an appetite to be a national conference we believe in the upside of basketball if opportunity presents itself to create value we will pursue expansion it is a focus of ours so that can be on two fronts gonzaga is one now they are they would not get a full share because it would be basketball only, so they would have to work out the particulars of what a basketball um, conference would look like uh, or what a basketball share would be as opposed to a full share that includes football. And then the other one that makes you think, okay, we want to be better in basketball, which are they're already great to begin with. I mean, the Big 12 is excellent basketball. Are they thinking about UConn? UConn, as we all know, left the American, went back to the Big East. It has brought back the traditional rivals, playing Providence, playing St. John's, playing Georgetown, playing Villanova, playing Syracuse. And UConn, of course, just won the national championship. In fact... The irony is UConn, all their losses this year were in the Big East. They did not lose a single non-conference game this year, including the NCAA tournament. But Jim Mora is coming off a bowl season as the head coach at UConn. Everybody knows that's where the money is made. And UConn certainly could use $31.7 million in media money. So this is going to be a very interesting time because they're talking about the value of basketball. Well, Gonzaga has great basketball, but they wouldn't get a full share. UConn has great basketball, but because they have football, they would get a full share. Would UConn consider it? where the closest team they would play would be West Virginia. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Happy Friday, everybody. Great to have you with us on the show today. Brought to you by our good friends at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports Domestic Micro Brews, the best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water. Soft drinks, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and not every day. Six great flavors of slushies. And the pickle bar, led by the barrels and the dills, indeed second to none. Great to see Tom Mertz last night, by the way. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia. Routes 11 and 15, Hummels Wharf. Online at sunburymotors.com. I did ask Tom about Penn's Tavern. He says, the weather's been great. Having that back area that goes down toward the Susquehanna, they make great use of that. It's phenomenal. All right, great to have you with us here on the show. For Matt, it kind of felt like it was a quiet night for him. He's not riled up today. He's not into some lather about something.
1: Other than going to no divisions, that yeah, that's about it for today.
0: Well, the Big Ten expansion talk is going to be interesting uh, because it sounds like they want to be aggressive. They have a plan. Okay, you have a plan. Now, eventually they're going to have, if they want to get to 16, they'll have four openings because they'll subtract Oklahoma and Texas and be back to 12. So if they wanted to go to 16, they can. Uh, now, there were no votes on membership, but there were discussions about scenarios, lots of scenarios. And they did say, and this goes back to what I had not read the story, but I had speculated, hey, what about Yukon and Gonzaga? Well, guess what? Guess who was talked about in the meeting at the Greenbrier? UConn and Gonzaga. The presidents and chancellors are, I think a lot of people are being very cautious because of the Pac-12. And I think they're trying to be sensitive to the Pac-12. It's one thing to have USC and UCLA say they're going to leave, which they announced hmm, 11 months ago. But everybody else has so far held Pat, and I think that there is a feeling, there is a feeling from other conferences that they don't want to be the ones that would be responsible for destroying the conference. So that's why everybody is in a holding pattern right now. Now, Gonzaga and UConn would not do that, UConn is in the Big East. They're independent in football. Gonzaga doesn't play football. They're in the West Coast Conference. Okay. So you're not going to get a discussion on destroying conferences if you add UConn and Gonzaga. You're just not going to get that. The Big East would survive. And the West Coast Conference would be still fine. They would go down in stature and would probably open the door for St. Mary's to get an automatic bid. But that's about it. Uh, And everybody weighed in on what their priorities were on expansion. And your mark has let's face it, he's been aggressive in his language about expansion he wants to make it a national conference from coast to coast well West Virginia is not on the coast they're in the eastern time zone but they're not on the coast Yukon is relatively close Gonzaga is in Spokane, not quite on the coast but relatively close What do they think of San Diego State? What do they think of Fresno State? What do they think of SMU? I don't know. But he's created a lot of friction with the Pac-12 because he announced at the media days last summer that the Big 12 was open for business. Okay. Now, the conference is going to distribute... $440 $440 million to its 10 members. And Oklahoma and Texas will each get $44 million before joining the SEC. And the Big 12 is going to get a brand refresh next year. They're going to get different colors, different applications, but... The conference is not changing its logo or or its name. Now, for those over the years who have complained about the Big Ten being the Big Ten and not the Big 14 or the Big 16 or whatever, the Big Ten is a corporate name, just so everyone understands. It is a corporate name. And because it's a corporate name, they're not changing the corporate name because it, you know they don't care if it matches the numbers or not. It's the, you know, they just call it the Big Ten because corporately it's the Big Ten, just like corporately we're some very broadcasting company. How many stations we have? Five. Four. Now maybe we call ourselves the Big Four. No? Not good? No, senor! No, senor! No, senor! I mean, I mean, somebody's got to throw out some ideas. I mean, you, you're expecting anything from the staff meeting? Come on. Come here. Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. Yeah. So that's, that's where we are with all this? That's where we go. They want to be aggressive. They say they have a plan. Nobody knows what that plan is. Nobody knows. So it'll be interesting to see how they proceed with the plan. Because I'll give you an example. I don't know where Gonzaga is with their media rights deal. I mean, usually I'd know. know, With the bigger conferences I know, with the Power Five conferences, I know what their media rights deal is. I'm not gonna sit here and pretend I know what the West Coast Conference media deal is. I mean, no clue. Okay. Is I don't know. Yeah, you know, I don't even know what the Big East media deal is. I know it's a little longer, and UConn had to be in a great, had to be integrated into it. but it was the part that I did find interesting in his discussion about expansion as he specifically talked about the importance of basketball. When you're doing that, now you have to start connecting the dots. Who are two of the bigger brand names in basketball that could be vulnerable to being absorbed through expansion? Gonzaga and UConn. Now, for UConn, this would be an incredible boom. No question about it. Yes, they would still play Houston and Cincinnati like they did in the American and UCF. Yes, they would do that. But then they'd be bringing in, for college football games, Texas Tech, TCU... Iowa State need better brands than they're bringing in right now to play at Rensselaer Field in East Hartford. Now, they'd love to have Oklahoma and Texas stay in because that would look even better, but that's not going to happen. Oklahoma State, that's what they would be looking at. You also have to be careful, too, with the number of schools that you have. The Big Ten, I firmly believe, and and this is not from any discussion. I have not had this discussion with anybody. But I think they're going to stay at 20 games because I think they want to keep the non-conference flexibility of the other 11 games. I think that that plays a role in all this. You can't be playing so many conference games where you're sitting there, hey, we're going to play 22 conference games out of 31. You're like, hey, yo, Hold on a second here. Conference is tough enough as it is. You're already playing two-thirds of your schedule, essentially, against the conference. You don't need to play more games. So I really think they'll stay at 20. Especially now, you're shuffling off, what, 37 Big Ten men's basketball games to um, Peacock? I mean, come on. That's not appealing. What are you going to do, bring in... Yeah, you I know, have more conference games and more games on Peacock. Really? Is that what you want to do? No. You don't want to do that. And that's why I think they'll stay at 20. And for the Big Ten with 16 schools, that would mean five home and aways and 10-1 plays. And then I would assume the 10-1 plays would include groupings. To make sure, for example, that whenever you do play USC and UCLA, you play them both either at home or you play both of them on the road. Because if you play them on the road, you're going to play them back-to-back because you do want to save money on travel. So you go out to Los Angeles... You play UCLA on a Thursday, play USC on a a Saturday or Sunday, fly back. And then the next year, they come to your place. Okay? So those are some of the elements. That's why I think they'll stick with 20. They'll do five home and aways, 10-1 plays. Now, that hasn't been discussed yet. There's no need to discuss it yet. That that schedule's still a year and a half away. Football schedule, you really have to zero in on it relatively soon. Because you are coming up on 15 months away from the opening game. And everybody has to know what they're doing. How many games... What the components happen to be, where are the non conference openings? Because nobody has a schedule. Where are the non conference openings? And there, are obviously, people have scheduled non conference games. I mean, Penn State next year is playing at West Virginia. And they have two other non conference games at home. So they already have that, just like everybody else has their schedules. I mean, everybody else already has their non-conference schedules for next year. These things are scheduled out, as you know, years in advance. So Penn State knows and Penn State fans know essentially what is the non-conference schedule next year as does the Big 10 which then tells you where the where are the gaps And everybody's going to have those gaps everybody Now, do you force people to then work around it and then change some games around? I mean, maybe. Maybe. Let's see here. Next year, Penn State plays at West Virginia on August 31st. They are scheduled at Bowling Green on September 7th. 14th is probably a Big Ten game. And then they have Kent State on the 21st. You can schedule around that. Now, 25, they have two games. All right. One on August 30th, one on September 13th, one to fill. Marshall, September 5th. Temple, September 12th. Buffalo, September 19th and 26th. In 27, Penn State has Syracuse at home on on September 4th, Delaware September 11th, Temple September 18th, and in 2028, they're at Syracuse on September 9th. So, I mean, those dates are there. And for the most part, those dates in non-conference are consecutive with the exception of next year. Now, in 25, there's, there's a gap in there of a week as well. But that's, that's where they have it. I mean, so you already know. Because um, Buffalo's going to join in 26. Uh, They open with Davada in 25 on the 30th. There's a gap until the 13th. They play Villanova, and there's not another non-conference game scheduled at that point. Okay. But you see dates are done ahead of time like that, which means then conferences do have to work around the dates that you've already scheduled. And some of these were scheduled because Big Ten schedules were put out in advance, but then they added USC and UCLA, so they've had to change, so nobody knows what they are. And everybody's sitting around saying, well, there has not been a Big Ten conference schedule put out yet. That's right, there hasn't. And, of course, the SEC hasn't done it either because they just announced today they're going to 8. Well, they announced last night they're going to 8. Much to Matt's chagrin, he wanted to see more SEC basketball. I mean, he wanted to see more SEC football. Way more SEC football.
1: In fact, he was telling me the other day he can't get enough of SEC football. I, I I do like to watch it, but this is just common sense. This isn't out of selfishness. I mean, the only thing I don't
0: like about nine, I mean, the only thing I don't like, well, a couple things I don't like about nine, but one of them in particular is, it's like, hey, take this particular year. Penn State's playing four conference games at home and five on the road. Now, next year, they'll get five at home. I'm like, okay. I prefer even in one form or another. But if you go even, it also then means that every non-conference game has to be a home game. Because you have to have, you know, Penn State, in terms of its financial formula, needs seven home games. Okay. We will take a break. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet. People ask me what keeps Matt going when he's down and out, which appears to be every day. I said Brewer's that way. Here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Okay. California Assembly approved by a 41 to 15 margin a bill that would give college athletes possible revenue sharing payments from their schools. Now that bill moves on to the California State Senate. Matt's disgusted.
1: Actually, yeah. First of all, once again, you've got politics playing into sports, and you have lawmakers who have zero idea of how any of this stuff works. No, I know. They're just trying to level themselves out there because they can, and they want to show themselves that they're powerful, and they can even control the sports world, even though they have no clue how any of this works is number one. But number two, as we talked about it before— Athletes should not be paid for play. You want to have NIL and all this other stuff, fine. But when it comes to start paying athletes, treating them like employees and not students, it's just another set of can of worms that's going to send college football into complete chaos if there's not a, much, a lot of chaos already. Now, to the credit
0: of Ryan Fisher he put together the percentage of college football games that will be on streaming broadcast and cable through the first three weeks of the season so here's the breakdown the first three weeks of the season the ACC will have 11% of its games on streaming 22% over the air broadcast 66% on cable The Big Ten is going to have 8% of its games on streaming, 32% on broadcast TV, 60% on cable. It's the first three weeks of the season. Big 12 is going to have 39% of its games on streaming the first three weeks of the season, 22% on broadcast, 39% on cable. The Pac 12 is going to have only 3% streaming. 23% on broadcast TV, 74% on cable. And finally, the SEC opening three weeks of the season 25% will be on streaming, 15% on broadcast TV, 60% on cable. Very interesting. Today's show brought to you by our good friends at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports, Domestics, Micro Brews, the best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drink snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and on every day. Pickle bar led by the barrels and dills, indeed, second to none at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury patronage.